Good morning and welcome to Club Pro Chatter brought to you by the Minnesota Section PGA and the Section's charitable arm, PGA Reach. I'm Greg Snow, head pro at the Olivia Golf Club in Olivia, Minnesota. And with me today is not Scott McDonald, but my good buddy, Jack Warrow. And I believe this is uh, the second time you filled in. Third. Third time, but second time here at the golf show. Mm-hmm. So Scott doesn't even know what's going on here. We want to thank Hubbard Broadcasting for letting us use the uh, Score North broadcast booth here. Uh, we are live at the Minneapolis Convention Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And, Jack, you're double-dipping here because you guys have a booth. Absolutely. 19th year in a row for uh, Grandview Lodge here. Last year you had white knuckles getting down here. Uh, how was the drive this year? Uh, it was beautiful. No, uh, no snow, no ice. Perfect. And the uh, weather for the... First time ever for the weather for the show looks good. It looks like we're going to have 37 degrees all three days, correct? And so that should work out very well for uh, the travelers or people coming in. Hey, we won't have that as an excuse. Yep. You know, to say, well, you know what? People couldn't get here. You know, now they they definitely better get here. Go ahead. You had nothing? Okay. I didn't really segue you into anything (laughs) there. I'm sorry. So, uh, Jackson, I noticed that you didn't have any notes here uh, this year. Last year, you came with, like, two portfolios full of stuff, and you were like, let's go, let's ready. Is that just you're feeling overconfident in what's going on here, or, or probably you just don't over, care? Probably a little overconfident. I, uh, we're celebrating a year from your... Yes, your, it's a... Now, remember, the golf show was really early last year. Okay. So it's a year and a month now of the heart attack. To be honest, I didn't expect... I was already thinking that I would be part of the podcast because you'd be gone, <laughs> but you're here. You made we, it a year. You are the contingency plan. Did you know that? I did not. <laughs> if things go south for me and health-wise, then you are the contingency plan. So, uh, yeah. So, again, no notes. So uh, we're just going to rely on your golf knowledge. Oh, boy. And things going on. So, um, let's see. Last... Uh, where was that? October... I was privileged to sit by you at Interlock and spill my coffee on the floor, which I had another incident today. You see the burn marks right here? Anyways, I spilled my coffee on the floor, and you uh, were elected to the board of the Minnesota PGA. And uh, how's that going for you, Jackson? Well, honestly, you know, coming into it, I was like, I, I need to do something. I need to, you know, uh, branch out from my comfort zone and get out and be a part of the PGA and part of what they do. Um, coming into it, I had no idea what to expect, and now being a part of uh, a few meetings, I, I love it, and I've really enjoyed uh, getting to know people, getting to know how the PGA works, and and what I really come from it is how much work it takes to get things done, and uh, how hard all these people are working, especially the staff and the board members, to get it done. So it's been great. You work with the board at Grandview, and I know you have owners and GMs and that bit, but you go to those board meetings. Has that helped you with you now being a board member and now kind of seeing both sides of it where you not only report to a board, but now you have people reporting to you? Yeah, absolutely it helps. Um, Realize that, you know, with a board it takes time to get things kind of accomplished, and you have to get everybody uh, in agreement to make that thing happen. So it's it's patience from that, and uh, I've... I've, I've kind of figured out how it works a little bit. I'm learning every day, but it, it's, uh, it takes a little bit of patience that I definitely need. <laughs> Have you had two section meetings so far or one? I think we're at three. You've had three already? Three. Oh, because you started in October. Three. Yeah. yeah. It's so tough. Three. With all the committee meetings and, and section meetings, you kind of lose track, but it's five or six of those for sure. Did you find um, that the first one that you just sat there? Oh, for sure. I was a mute. <laughs> Didn't say a word. I was on the phone, so that helped. Someone, no. Is Jack even here? Uh, you called in. I did. I did. Oh. I called in. That's a rough start. Well, it's, it's Christmas time. It was tough. Okay. You know, but so the second meeting, were you mute when you were in there? I was a little bit more vocal. Uh, that was the strategic planning meeting, so you had to be oh, you know, right. all day. Yep. So 
<clears throat> it was two days, right? Yeah, two days and a little bit more vocal for sure. So They forced that out of you, by the yep. way. In those then the scenarios. third one, I'm talking too much. So Right, then now you're that guy. <laughs> yep. Now you're, oh, who's this new now guy coming in? Time to be quiet. <laughs> well, as people know, I, I served on the board for a few years, and um, I was glad to see uh, Jackson get on there and uh, do his part because you're right. I think that's a big reason why we do that. It's not a paid position. Uh, people... I don't think understand that. Uh, I don't even know if you get mileage uh, now. But at some point, you're just giving back to the PGA member and helping them out, even though maybe they don't see it. There, there's no doubt it's a commitment, uh, but I, I 100% think it's worth it. I've enjoyed it, and I, and I, I you know, I want anyone that's thinking about that to, to really go out and do it. It's fun. I, I, I've enjoyed it a lot. It really uh, has put some meaning into what the PGA is. So you mentioned committees. You are also part of the tournament committee. Are you the chair? No, you're not the chair, but you are on the tournament committee. Got some big things coming up with the take mark. Uh, actually, next week's a big week for some decisions that need to be made. How's, uh, how's that working for you on the tournament committee? Uh, I, <clears throat> I love the tournament committee. That's kind of the main reason I got into it in the first place. I enjoy tournament golf, and uh, being a part of that and being a voice for that has been uh, has been rewarding. I, I We definitely have a little bit uh, a long way to go. we got to get some things done in terms of the tape mark and, and get that accomplished and um, finalized, basically, and get that out. Uh, the other tournaments we're working through, we got pretty much the whole schedule done. There's a couple of pro-ams out there. But, yeah, it's been great. I, I love it, and it, it gives me a voice within the tournament uh, world. So You're coming in at a little awkward time, if you will, with obviously the hiring of Jeff Dremel and also a new tournament director. So you've come on two boards, Jack, and you now have a new leader in one and then a new leader in another that you're dealing with. Um, are you going to shape them or are you going to let them shape you? That's an unfair question. Jeez. I'm sorry. Jeez. No, uh, but check you, my notes. But Tone Polito was hired as our tournament director now to replace Vincent Bechteller. And uh, have you had a chance to meet Tone? I have. You know, I, I haven't met him. I haven't talked to him much at all, and I will obviously on Monday with the tournament committee meeting. But, um, you know, Tone coming in I think has some experience, which will help him a lot. He's worked with the Minnesota Golf Association and with the PGA, I believe. So um, he'll be able, I think, to start running right away. Um, however, I'm sure in the tournament committee meeting he'll have some questions for us, and we'll try to help him, not shape him, but help him for sure. That's a good word. That's, the, that's a better way to say it. I sometimes get a little too uh, animated with the verbiage there, and it doesn't sound right. Hence the reason you're not on the board. Now. Right, right. Why they said, you know, Greg, maybe your time is done. It might be, you know, there's a sunset right over there. If you could just kind of ride off into that, that would be awesome. So I, I, I chose that path. But uh, anyway, so you're juggling all this, family life. Uh, you're the GM at, uh, you're the GM, no, I'm sorry, director of golf now up at, um, Grandview Lodge. I mean, you're in charge of all the maintenance guys now. And again, you got a lot on your plate. Uh, how's the juggle been? I know we're not into the season yet, but how's the juggle been so far? It's been enjoyable for sure. Um, it's really, you know, bringing in the maintenance side of things has brought in a whole other group of people that brings us closer as a team, our golf uh, pro shop and um, you know, our OS and our PAs. We've always been together as a team. Bringing in the maintenance brings us all together as a team and we're to be honest, we're all enjoying it. It seems like we're enjoying it anyway so far. It's easy to talk right now. We're doing a lot of talking and getting things ready and hiring and uh, a plan together. Um, and obviously now we have to go out and do that. So we're, uh, we literally would love the snow to melt today and start right now. And we're going to start doing that here as soon as we possibly can get out there. But, yeah, it's been great. It's, been, it's brought the team together. Um, it definitely has helped to get Jesse Nelson into the head pro position. And then Adam as the head pro as well. So now they are able to do a little bit more than they used to. And that gives me the opportunity to branch out a little bit and get more with the maintenance team and talk to them and see what they want to do. So More meetings. 
You're just going to be a meeting guy, Jackson. You know, I, I hate meetings. I've always hated them, and now... No, I, you're a meeting guy. I embrace the meetings, and I love them. So it's, it's part of it. it gets a, you, gotta, you know, the thing is, if you're going to donate that or dedicate that time, make it worthwhile and make it a good meeting. So. Right. No, absolutely. If you're going to be there, why sit there and say, I wish I wasn't going to be there? You know, I, I've always felt that, too. And uh, being active and part of them is a big deal. So uh, kudos to you. Now, um, one last thing before we move on. We, we pushed apologies to later because... I'm guessing you don't have any. I have you none. shouldn't. Last time you apologized for Scott, <laughs> and uh, I, I listened back, uh, you know, an hour and a half right in. I have a chance to listen to it and get some things fresh in my mind, so that's kind of fun. But anyways, um, you Grandview stepped up big for the Minnesota section last year with events. You guys were uh, you, you just in the late-minute, uh, last-minute deal. You said, let's have the CPC up here, and let's do it. We'll, we'll have it at the preserve, and let's go. And... Pulled off a miracle uh, with the rain and the whole thing that was going on because uh, that that should have been a couple years ago we walked at Woodhill and we probably should have been walking at the preserve and you guys just made it happen. Uh, well, continuous cart path kind of helps out that too. But you guys aren't on the books for anything really other than your pro am. Is that is that kind of like ah uh-huh? or hey we're we're ready? Well, Let's do I, something. We're always ready to do something. Um, it is nice to get a little bit of a breather. For obviously, we're really busy. The resort is super busy. We have a lot more lodging than we've ever had. Our membership is way up. Um, so to have a little opportunity to have more time for them to play on the golf course helps. Uh, however, it, does, it is nice to showcase your place. I mean, sh- to showcase the resort, the lodging, uh, the golf is is nice with these bigger tournaments. So we're we're on board for the future. We're okay with it for 2020. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're always looking to host, for sure. All right. Well, note to tone, and I might be coming Monday to that uh, tape mark meeting is if I can get the invite. You know, we'll see what <laughs> happens there. But uh, we'll maybe mention that to tone that, hey, if you don't have some tone, this is your guy, yeah. Jack Worrell. <laughs> we told that to Vincent, you know. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. I'm well, ready. well, you stepped up, so it worked out perfect. And we're going down to uh, Scotty's new employment. I think we can announce that here. Um he has moved on, is going to Summerbee. That's where we're heading this year for the CPC. So yeah. he was like, I got to host a CPC, so I'm going to switch jobs. Worked out perfect. Yeah, he, uh, he he ran the other person out of there so he could take that job. Oh, Adam Chandler <laughs> moved on. He didn't quite. I'm sure you told him that too, right? No, no. All right, let's move into some apologies. And, uh, again, this is a segment that we do in regards to our last show. We were in Wilmer. It was a home game for me, which I, uh, I appreciated that Maggie came up and uh, – we worked out of the bomb shelter, and so uh, got a chance to listen back. And I, I found uh, a couple. Um, one, I'm going to apologize for Scott and one, but I'll start with my own. And um, I had mentioned uh, the international team, you know, switched formats a couple years back, probably about eight years ago now, because they just couldn't compete. And I couldn't remember who it was that was the instigator in that, and it was Nick Price. So um, a little apology to Nick Price. He was the guy who kind of said, uh, we have to change this format. We can't compete with the Americans. Because they've seen in the Ryder Cup there's so many fewer points. And that's, to me, why the Ryder Cup is more competitive, yet why the Europeans are winning, because they just don't play as deep as the Americans. And in the President's Cup, everybody played, almost every match. And so the depth of the American team just crushed them. And Nick Price was like, this doesn't work. Um, (laughs) We have to figure out a way to make that work. Second apology is Scotty lied. Um, I know that's hard. To, that's harsh. But he said that I yelled at the referees at my daughter's game. And I did not. I didn't rebut it at the time, Maggie. I, I let it go. I did not, as a parent, yell at the referees. I, I, have, I have seen you multiple times yelling at the referees. You haven't come to any games. Not at that game. I'm just saying in no, general. No, to any games. 
What the, games have you? So, so at the Timberwolves, so at the Timberwolves game, absolutely, oh, okay, they're professionals. Know. They just they want it. As a ref, though, they wouldn't you just it. back off? Well, in there, they can't hear you. It's fine. But in a high school game, they can hear everything. What about me? Just, the guy next to you that can hear you the whole time. Well, then maybe you don't. But you're no different, are you? Oh, sure. I don't. I yell at the players. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay because we want more out of them, yeah. right? Uh, quick sidebar, you're going to the T-Wolves game tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, we can do this. New uh, look T-Wolves. Yeah, we can do this because, uh, I, you know, again, I, I just uh, we just go wherever we want with the content more or less. Maggie rolls her eyes and says, what are these guys doing? But are you happy with the T-Wolves right now? I think a change was needed in any possible fashion. Yeah. Yeah. That was more. That was more more than any possible fashion. That was ridiculous. It's more exciting. It was a big change. I think they got to continue to make those big moves in order to be something relevant. But when you make big moves like that, now any more big moves are like, well, those didn't work. So they got to take some time, right? We'll see how this goes for sure. Okay, they're in a better position now than they were. Oh, I agree. I think you're going to have fun tonight. I hope everybody's playing. Sounds like uh, Layman might be back even. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, again, I don't know where he's going to fit in the rotation, but let's get back to golf. Sheesh. I'm sorry. I, I could talk T-Wolves probably for the rest of our time, but uh, we're here for golf. We're the golf show. We're a golf podcast. We're talking about tournaments. So let's talk about the PGA Tour. Where do you want to start, Jack? You want to talk about Reed? Huh? Yeah. I would love to talk about Patrick Reed. I'm in. You know yeah. I love it. Yeah. What's your thoughts? Do you, you didn't listen to the last one? No. Oh, no, I didn't okay. listen to it. I I'm did, gonna but I forgot. I'm going to move my coffee because my hands might start talking here a little bit. Oh, boy. Yeah. So I, I went to the article of Peter Costas this week. Okay. Did you see that one? Mm-hmm. I did. And that doesn't shock me. Other people kind of think, well, that's, whoa, you know, this is big news. But these guys were instructed that they can't say anything. And when Frank Chepema or whatever his name is, when he told him not to do something, you know, he's the producer of all those shows. When he says you don't do this, you don't do you it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why Gary McCord and some of those guys don't have a job anymore. Because they were like, I'll do what I want. The listeners want to hear some stuff. And we do, right? We always want to hear that stuff. But he's thinking of the marketing and the whole value and what's going on, and we're not going to talk about that. But hearing Peter Costa say, yeah, that's not the lie I saw, you know, five minutes ago or 30 seconds ago or whatever, he wasn't able to get a three-wood on that, and now all of a sudden he's ripping three-wood down there. Just validated what I said in the last podcast, which is if Patrick Reed was sitting in Maggie's chair right now, I would say, I, I believe you're a cheater. And I would look him right over and I'd say, I just think that you haven't owned anything. You, you're using deflection rather than saying I messed up. You know, and so that's been, kind of been my take. And, I, again, all the information coming out is backing that take. And Brooks Kepka coming out, and now he says, well, I'm – I got enough clout in the world that I can say something. And now he's doing what Mickelson did a few years ago, saying it's, it's not just Patrick Reed. Sure. And we know this even on the section level, that we've had some things happen, and we go, listen, this isn't isolated to that person. Right now it's that person. But there's some things that are happening where people are taking indiscretions, and they think not a big deal. Do you think that's what Patrick Reed was thinking, or is it just I believe it's in his DNA? I believe that's just who he is. I'll tell you, all signs lead that it's in his DNA for sure. Anytime you have this in honor system like this, you're going to have stuff that happens. You're going to have some cheaters or people pushing the limit for sure. I think Patrick is oblivious to it at this point. I think he doesn't even know he's doing it. Um, and unfortunately, that means he, in his mind, isn't doing it and he, he's not going to admit it. But the simple thing is we just admitted it right away and said, you know what? I made a mistake. I got to knock it off or whatever it is, you know, he needs to admit it. He needs to come clean and be loud about it so everyone hears it because otherwise it's going to keep lingering. And it's, it's, it's only hurting the tour. It's not helping the tour. 
But here he is again. He's right in the mix. How does a guy? The other part that gets me is how is this guy a great player? By the way, why does he need to cheat? He's two under right now. It's been my argument about Tom Brady. Oh boy. Yeah, well, Michigan. Michigan graduate. I'm sorry to throw that at you, but I mean you're this good. You don't need to deflate footballs. Again, we can argue that he did or didn't do it, but you're so good. Why? What are you doing? Sure. And I do believe we've talked about this before, Jack. Even off, you know, on our many rides together, people probably know Maggie. We might have told you we used to spend a lot of time in the car together, and we talk about what's the driving factor for people to do this. And I just think that money does strange things to people. And I don't think Patrick Reed's any different. No, it doesn't matter. The, just added some zeros. I think it's right? all, you're always trying to catch that edge. Yeah, you're trying to catch that edge for sure. The Patriots, you've heard, they try to catch every. Every edge they possibly They'll can. admit it. Yeah, Astros, every yeah. edge they possibly can. And Patrick Reed's just doing the same thing for himself. It's golf, so it's personal. But, yeah, it's... So how does this end? I don't know. I mean, Paul Azinger says for the next five years, every movement that this guy makes is going to be scrutinized. When he's on the leaderboard, they show every shot. Sure. And, again, how did now the question is, how did he get to the leaderboard? Was somebody watching him on Thursday? You know, when, they, when he was in the deep rough over by the stands and... Whatever, whatever happened. Is somebody watching him? And obviously this started a little bit more because coverage got so good. The cameras got mm-hmm. so good. You know, and, and ever since then, we've had all these altercations that have happened. But I don't know how it ends. I think either the tour has to, to do something or investigate more uh, or Patrick Reed has to come clean. Bottom line. So you don't see a suspension or anything coming for him? Uh, again, it is what it is. I, I, I can't see it either. I'm just wondering what's the, I mean, we're hearing all this news about they need to do something with the Astros. They need to suspend or take away their World Series or whatever. It's hard to suspend players like Marwin Gonzalez plays for the Twins. How do you suspend him from the Twins for being a part of that antics? That's hard. I think it's really so tough what do you after, do? The, after the fact. We, we, you know, we've lost the opportunity with Patrick Reed, perhaps, unless he does it again. It kind but, of feels that way. Let's go and find the next guy and make sure that doesn't happen. And maybe lay down what those rules are and lay down the biggest penalty possible when that happens. And make the next guy the example, unfortunately, for him. But make the next guy the example because it can't happen again. It's just too good of a game to have that happen again. I guess that's the the part that is frustrating is that we've gone from this game of people used to call themselves. And maybe there was cheaters back in Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer Day. I'm sure there sure was, there was, right? Yeah. And it wasn't as highly profiled. The money wasn't as prolific as it is now. But... Uh, how do we get back to that integrity needs to override? And maybe it's just a societal issue. I guess the, to put it put it out in front, put it the the public has to know about it. Put it out in front for the PGA Tour and golf, and just make sure we you know instead of hiding it a little bit, we don't hide it necessarily, but we try to skate away from it. The media is not allowing us to skate away from this one, so right. it's time to put it out in the forefront and say, hey, we're against it. This is why. This is what we're going to do when it happens. And and ended that way. I, I just uh, I agree with that 100 percent. And we've heard uh, one of our own Don Barry in tournament committee meetings say we need to embarrass them. And I, I know that's harsh. Right. And that's kind of an enclosed meeting deal. But the point being is that when we know when and that's the other issue is you have to have almost 100 percent and then you have to have somebody agree with the 100 percent because 100 percent versus the person who says no doesn't win. Sure. Right. Guilty or innocent till proven guilty. And so you need that 100 percent and then another guy to say 100 percent. And now you might have something. So it's difficult. Well, it's a, it's a big it's you know, if someone called you a cheater, how would you feel? I, you better. Be, right. You better be very, very sure. A hundred percent. Like you said, a thousand percent. The first sure. thing we would say is tell me how. Well, that's, right? a tough, that's the toughest part. And I was tough for um, um, the announcer. To, what's the name? I forgot. Costas. Uh, Costas to say, hey, I think that was a little different. He didn't say it all the way right. because he probably wasn't. 
100%, but he was 99.9. Yeah, they skated you know? nicely on that yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, hey, um, uh, maybe he could have got a wedge on that, but a three-wood, that's sure. That's interesting. But he knows he, enough about golf to know that that wasn't possible. Yeah, he's been around it a long time, and, you know, they sit in their towers, and they have a pretty good view up there, plus they have the, the monitors going right next, so they're seeing what people at home are seeing. And Lake, I mean, Kep- Lake Kepka said, I was gone for three months, he said, but, I w- but if I felt sand on the back of my wedge, I would know it. Right. You know, that's that. That's that obvious, and you would be the same. Scott and I had this debate last time, Jack, and he, he kind of brought up an argument that maybe it was accidental. Oh, no way. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're like here on yeah. this, but I think we've always kind of been you on this issue. You see all the sand flying behind him? It was unbelievable. Right? His, his hair. His caddy was dodging <laughs> the sand. It's like, okay, wait a minute. But it's okay. It's in a waste bunker. Oh, no. No, not it's not. Yeah, if you're near a tree, can I just bang on these trees so that I have some room to, to move forward? All right, we're here at the Minnesota Golf Show, and um, we're at the Skull North booth, and they were so nice to let us use this. And, again, uh, one of our sponsors also we'd like to mention is Green Image Golfscapes. Uh, I encourage you to go to green, greenimagegolfscapes.com. Denny Peralt, he's the owner. He's uh, one of our sponsors for this podcast and for Tournament Golf. You have hands. You can make some jokes, Jack. You no. Can, Denny's going with us to Texas, so it's going to be great. I'll tell you, you know Denny's a hard worker because I've seen those hands, and it's holy cow. When you shake his hand, you're going to say, this guy's going to get it done. Yeah, so absolutely. anybody out there, and again, we have he has a program going on, and we've encouraged those who are listening, which is our PGA pros and others, to go to that website. If you have a referral or somebody that you know that would be interested in one of these greens, you got to talk to him because he will he'll cut you in. And you've seen the pictures; they're beautiful. Played on it. Have you really? Okay. Yeah, I played on his stuff. And again, uh, even Scotty's eyes were open. And you know, it's Dennis. I mean, the dude just is a hard worker, and he's running, you know, running around up the hill. And we're like, hey, we're we're not going anywhere. It's okay, you know. And he's like, got to get to the next project, and I got to do this. And so he uh, he told me he just had a, a sale the other day. So again, if anybody out there hears. I think he's going to be able to handle three or four a summer tops because these are these are projects. These are not uh, just mow the green and go home. This is this is a lot of work, and then the planning stage is a lot too. So, um, any assistance or any pros or anybody out there that knows this uh, or knows somebody that's interested, and anybody who's listening here today, if you're interested, go to that website greenimagegolfscapes.com, and uh, those pictures are cool. So. Next topic, distance debate, Jack. This has been going on for quite a few years now, and I guess it's becoming a hot topic. I have a, I have a personal um, thought about this, but the tour is at the WGC down in Mexico, and everything's going to get blown out of proportion because they're playing at 7,000 feet. And at 7,000 feet, they say it's uh, a 7-iron that used to go 170 is now 215. And again, there's all different factors. They even have on there the temperature. How sure. the temperature affects this and stuff. How, and and how, high, how high they hit the ball. <laughs> right. So if, if you, you hit, hit a low higher, one. Yeah. I didn't hear that in the last years about this WGC event. But now, yeah, if you hit it high and it's just going to go further. So I don't think the distance debate started with WGC. But now people, if they're hearing it, are going to go watch and go, oh, yeah, this is a problem. You know, Rory McIlroy had a 378-yard drive, uh, which was 65 yards by the other two guys that he was playing with, which, uh, boy, I'll think about it. I think it's Fleetwood and somebody else. But... Uh, he's in the lead right now at six under. We're, again, you, you can take this wherever you want, Jack, but where do you stand on the distance talk uh, versus PGA Tour? Are we getting to a point where, again, we talked about this with the long putter about bifurcation, and, again, is this something that we need to seriously look at, or is it just going to be thrown out again and we move on? I think we uh, stopped looking at it 
and just go with what's going on because I think the PGA Tour is in a great position right now. I think there's nothing wrong with hitting the ball further. I say that because I need to hit the ball further too. But uh, what's wrong with it, truthfully? What's wrong with it enjoying a 370-yard drive? I mean, we can adjust the golf course more than we can adjust the clubs and balls, I think. I think it would be easier. Uh, I want everyone playing the same clubs, the same balls, the same deal. I really do. Where do you land in between a, uh, a Riviera, which is a 10-under, a, um, a, a career builder, which is 30 under, and a U.S. Open at zero under. Or, or zero under, is that a thing? At, at, at even, even par. Weird. <laughs> negative, let's negative call even. it even par. <laughs> Everybody's like, is that a golf guy up there talking golf? No, uh, he's, got, yeah. he's got a football the, shirt on. Derek Stendhal out there going, who is that, right? <laughs> so anyways, uh, so uh, even par would be a zero on the TV screen or an E. Or whatever you want, not even a zero. The way, the way I look at it, let me save you from whatever you're trying Please to say. Please help me. Which one of those tournaments best fits what you, the game? What's great about it is there's a one of each. There's a little bit of each. You don't have to have a great, a great tournament doesn't mean you got to nine or 20 or even. It's nice we have a great mix. We have the U.S. Open. We know it's coming. We know it's going to be difficult and it's going to be a grind. We know that the Riviera is going to be tough because of the hard greens. And we know that I think the waste management is going to be a bomber's fest with a bunch of birdies. It's, it's okay. We have a great mix going. There's no reason to fight it. Uh, I, I just I don't see a reason to fight the distance debate. Who's getting hurt? By the distance, why is it even a topic? I don't know. I mean, obviously the AMs aren't getting hurt at all, and I don't know why we're worried about that. I'm sure we're not. You know? That's what Tiger says, why we need to maybe look at, because he obviously thinks it's hurting the PGA Tour for him to say we need bifurcation. We need to have two different, that means two different sets of rules. One set of rules for us, which may mean a different ball, a different club, a different whatever, and then for the amateurs. And then we go, Jack, you and where I Where are go, we at? Where do we stand? <laughs> right. Where does the, um, the PGA pro who tries to break 80 stand? They, Not the PGA on the TV pro. Those of us who, I mean, if how take much away are my, you going to golf now? Seriously. If they take away my TP5s and my driver, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I mean, you're meeting guy. How are you going to make Tuesday games now? Sure. No, I, I, you know, the, the thing that I think is interesting that they said, you know, if you dial back the ball, dial back the driver, this, the long guys are still going to be the long guys. It's still going to be the it's same percentages. It's back for everybody. Yeah, it's going to be the same. And what they also said, they're going to be better with their irons than they have ever been. The irons are tough with the ball flying too far and the irons going too far. They're going to be more dialed in with that softer ball or whatever it might be. Are they worried about ratings and viewership? I, they better be. I mean, that's that's it's a business. But why would this be a topic if they are? Isn't that the exact opposite? I mean, we we have to help people too, Jack. That's why we're doing some of these things. Hey, why would they be worried about that? What do pe- we hear all the grumbling at the state or at the uh, at the U.S. Open? It's Grumble Central, okay? But we don't hear Grumble Central at the Phoenix Waste Management or the Career Builders. We don't hear that. And we think fans applaud birdies. They don't applaud hard pars. Sure. You know? Sure. You and I sit on the couch at the U.S. Open and go, yeah, struggle. Let's go. Love it. Right? I, I, well, I do it for the U.S. Open. Yeah. I want to see a grind. But at the same time, I'm watching the uh, Phoenix or the Waste Management, and I'm like, this is, this is fun. They're bombing yeah. it. I want to see them bombing on 18 as far as he possibly can. And they don't show the guys that shot 10 over. Sure, sure. You know, I mean, Bo Van Pelt, I was out there for the tournament, as you know, and Bo Van Pelt, which you were invited and you almost went. Uh, Bo, Bo Van, hopefully we have time to talk about Bo, I apologize for that for next show. I, would, I should have had that apology early because that's a great story yes. that we should tell people. But anyways, we, we may not have time. So, so, again, where was I at here? 
Get get me back on You're line. talking about the Waste ratings. management. Oh, yeah. They didn't show Bo Van Pelt that shot 77 on day one at the same tournament that guys were shooting seven under. And, again, this also happened yesterday. Brant Snedeker shot six, excuse me, five over, okay, at WGC where the ball's going forever, right? Rory McIlroy shoots six under. They don't show a lot of Brant Snedeker. So these guys, Brant's a great player. Again, these guys can struggle, too, even with this distance that they're all getting, right? Sure. It's still, you have to get your golf ball in the hole. Jack, we have seen this at the Minnesota section. What was the winning score at the Preserve last year? 6,600-yard golf course. Was it five? I think it was five under. Yeah, I, Maggie, I, could you fact check that? I think it was five under, and I think we had four people under par. Well, I, And we have some good players in our section. Matter of fact, one of them just walked by over there in Derek Stendhal. Well, the, the bottom line is, you know, the preserve wasn't difficult by any means. It was difficult because of the weather, perhaps. I didn't find, well, soft conditions should sure. play in the favor of the player, right? Sure. Well, and, and look who won. I mean, he's not a distance guy. You know, he never has been. And, and Steady Eddie has always done and pretty what, well. And what would people say? They would say, well, it doesn't apply to you guys. We're talking about the tour. Then why are we even talking about this? Sure. That's, yeah. I think we're on the same page on this. And that's why I get fired up when I hear them talk about the distance debate. And it's like, why are we talking about that? I mean, distance helps, but it certainly isn't the end-all answer. I mean, my, my, my example would be Webb Simpson. I mean, he's having, I don't even know if you know it, but he's having the best year yeah. ever. He's had five top tens out of five tournaments. Think about that. He's averaging like 66 per round. Sixty. I don't know what he shot yesterday. I don't think it was quite as good. But, I mean, there's a guy that you has no distance. It, it may be on your uh, deal. Okay, so you got it up here. Yeah, five under. Oh, it was more guys under par. It was six. Six guys under par. So, again... I would like to make the argument, we thought that when we went to Bemidji, people were like, oh, that's just not a long enough golf course for this caliber of tournament, which is our CPC, which has the best golfers. I, yeah, I where, were you on, where were you and I on this, Jack? Keep, keep rolling. Keep scrolling. Uh, I Don't think, break Maggie's phone. Give it back to her. I think that, uh, you know, even par goes a long way for us, for sure. And oh, a lot of you've the, said this for years. Oh, it's, it's, especially in the majors. Even oh. par is going to go a long, long way always. I think it's gotten into the uh, national every time. Every time I've tried. No matter if it's 7,000 yards, and we've had Woodhill, Bemidji, Preserve now. We're going back to a big golf course at Summerby this next year, which will be close to 7,000 yards. I guarantee you 144 is a really good chance. Even bars getting in. Yep. It's going to be Summerby. close. Yeah, it's going to be close. I just can't imagine. I think it was two over last time we were down there. Was, it, it depends on how hard the wind's blowing. You truthfully. and I were in the final group, remember? Or not final group, but we were paired together. I, I'm for sure I was leading at one time because I buried my first three holes you, the second day. You, so. you went... Didn't you go par, birdie, birdie, birdie? I birdied number one with that par five. I know that. Then I you did birdie, go birdie, birdie, birdie. birdie. Yep. That's my, right. My caddy looked at me, and we And, and we then knew, we had the par five. We knew it was going on, and we number screwed four. up. But it's okay. Well, that's good stuff. And, again, I, I don't know where we land totally on that distance debate, but I want to talk a little bit about the, the Premier Golf League that we're hearing a little bit about. They're having private meetings with each of these guys, and um, I go to the one person that I watched, and I – I got mad right away. So, again, maybe I'm biased opinion, and it's not fair. But I saw Rory McIlroy's comments, and I just uh, lost it. Um, that he, he said is finally we're maybe going to have something that rewards the best players. And I just uh, threw my hands up and wanted to punch him right through any TV screen or whatever. I just can't handle listening to that because the PGA Tour, in my mind, has done a good job of marketing its best players and giving them something to play for. Brooks Kepka just said, too, he goes, 15 million, I might not go to the Olympics. 15 million means a lot. FedEx. Sure. FedEx Cup. I, I listened to it, yeah. And so, again, I, I'm sitting here going, the Premier Golf League, what's it, is it going to enhance? Uh, this was Greg Norman's vision way back with the World Golf Tour. Didn't really fly, so they just added some events that the best players of the world come to. And now they're talking about having a, a basically a tour itself. 
I don't know, Jack. Where do you stand on this, and have you heard much about it, and what's your take? I have. You know, the Premier Golf League, I think, if they don't get the backing of Rory McIlroy or anybody else, they're in big trouble already. However, uh, someone brought up a good point I was listening the other day. Um, having teams, which was a kind of a neat idea, maybe the PGA Tour could evolve and have a team of five guys and put a city with it. I thought this was kind of a neat idea um, so that Rory and Tiger and someone else and someone else and someone else can play. Jupiter, Florida would probably do okay. Well, they don't necessarily have to be where they're from, but Minneapolis, Minnesota is going to have a team. And and when you come come out and you make the PGA Tour, you're drafted. Who would be our guys? Let's go to that. Who's some Minnesota, that Minnesota, like, you know, hardworking, middle Minnesota I mean, Zach Tim, Johnson Tim would probably be Zach one. Johnson, but he's he's kind of out of it now. I mean, he's is he? Well, he's a grinder though. He's, yeah. the, he's the bulldog. Yeah, he is a bulldog. He does represent us well. What else you got? This Boy. is kind of on the spot. I love that, by the way. I, okay, I, Zach. I like. I was thinking of my guy I just mentioned, like a Brant Snedeker. He seems like a grinder and let's go, and yeah. not a Hollywood kind of a guy. We're also going to need a horse, though, for sure. Oh, you you want good players? We need one good. We need one standout. Well, oh, oh, can so, we take? Can we take like? Uh, we can't take Tiger. No, no. Well, or Phil. By the they, time this happens, Tiger Coast. will be out anyway. And right, Phil, they'll be Coast. on the senior tour. All right, we we've tangented. That's kind of fun, though. But okay, I'm interested in that idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a little. Be, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was. It'd be kind of cool to get behind your team, see how they did. You know, um, obviously they'd be winning and losing teams, but the draft thing was kind of interesting too. So PGA Tour um, um, director has said, uh, "You're with us or you're not." Yeah. Does yeah. he have to back off that? Or does he just say, yeah, this is it. You're either with us or you're not. You're going with them or you're coming with us. I think he has the right to do that. For sure at this the right, point. right? Yeah. Oh, at this point. You're yeah. saying he could change that depending on how the Premier League is set up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think this to, for this to happen is so unlikely. You know, the other part of this, you know, playing for a lot of money, how about all the charities that the PGA Tour is helping? There is so much charity work going on. And to, someone was just saying, if they didn't have this one event, this one hospital wouldn't get $750,000, they'd be done. And so I'm mean, just thinking about that way. It's, the, the change would be dramatic. I'm sure they could figure out a way, but it would be, uh, it'd be, it'd be tough. I'm guessing the Premier League is advertising that they're going to go after new sponsors and different sponsors and have different things. And they're not going to take away from what the PGA does. It's just going to be enhancement. And I would call crap well, on that. 18 events and, and they're mandatory is, is more than enhancement. That's going to be difficult. I don't know where they even, I don't know how they would even do it. I have I no idea. Plus they have to find different golf courses. Right. Which isn't hard. But they would go back to some of the ones that maybe the tour used last year or, you know, whatever, whatever. But the regular mainstay ones on tour and those you can find. Sure. You know, I, I think those will be, uh, be good. But I want to, um, well, let's move off of that. Let's talk about two of our section uh, people, uh, Jeff Sorensen and Lisa Grimes. I don't know if you saw Jack, but both of them played very well in their match play events on there. Lisa actually won her event and is qualified for the KMP, KPMG. Why do I struggle? I struggled with that last year, even when we were at the KPMG. They're not going to be my sponsor. No. <laughs> we know that. So uh, do you know where that is this year? It was at Hazeltine last year for the ladies. No chance. I didn't know either, so I had Maggie look it up earlier. But that's a, it's at Aronimac. Okay. You know where that is? No. <laughs> Jack, this is why you have to do research beforehand. These are some tough questions. <laughs> we knew this was coming. So that's the, where they host some of the FedEx events. It's the course that Mickelson hit two, uh, two bombs up into the, uh, on that drivable par four, up into the grandstand, and then back-to-back days had to chip down that course. Okay. Lisa, 
You're looking at me like, uh, what are you talking about? So, okay, I'll move on. Lisa Grimes is going to go play in that. Congratulations to her and Sorny, your buddy, who's also on the tournament committee. Uh, he played very well in this role. I think he finished fourth, tied for fourth. So, again, um, it's good to see some Minnesotans doing well yeah, in the winter. Yeah, because we're hearing now with the CPC move into April, what are we hearing from Minnesota? Oh, we can't compete. Sure. We can't compete. So Jeff's going to go play in the CPC, and, again, he won't have that excuse that I was up all winter and whatever, whatever. He wouldn't use it anyways. But, um, you know, that's that's one of the hot topics for us is our our national event is really early in April, and for Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, that's difficult. It is difficult, but, you know, we're uh, we're northern Minnesotan people. We're, we're going to grind it out and figure it out, we're right? We're grinders. Matter yeah. of fact, we're helping out, Jack. Um, we got a trip coming up in, uh, what have we got, about 24 days now, 25 days? Yes. We're heading down to... Um, Austin, Texas. No, 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 no. Where are we? St- Bastrop. Okay. Yeah. Bastrop. I'm not giving Austin. We're not even going to Oh, that's Austin. right. That's right. Close, but... Yeah, Bastrop, and we're going to play some Wolf Dancer and let Scotty and Jesse, who have qualified for the National, go play Barton Creek again. And that's the reason we're going down there. Usually we go to Colorado or uh, Darren Fisher's place, Honey Creek. He's got a booth right over here. We usually go there. But we're making this 17-hour drive. You're flying um, for those I'm, guys. Yeah, I'm an adult. I'm going to drive. No, you're not driving. I mean, I'm an adult. I'm going to fly. Yeah, you're, but you're going to Vegas playing some golf. Uh-oh. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. your wife doesn't know. No, she does. Does she, she not know? She does. Because <laughs> she's for sure going to listen back to this. I just, I should have asked you. I'm so sorry. She knows. It's Are okay. you sure? You're getting red right now. Are you sure she knows? 100%. You better call her as soon as this show's I'll over. Text her. Get in front of it. <laughs> Don't be Patrick Reed here. Ooh. Get out in front of it. I will. So, uh, Maggie, little story. Um, we were going to Phoenix, and Jack was in, 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 going to the Waste Management. Uh, with us and helping me out with some of my members and we're going to have two foursomes this is going to be great and he's in out in out in out in in out and <laughs> then i once we got to this point about three weeks out I, I then i laid it on thick of hey i guess i didn't help you out with your members you know i just played the card hard and he's like let me see what i can do and his poor wife is dealing with this that he's back and forth and i'm part of the problem and i'm sure it was talked about and uh so jack's like i really should probably do this for greg and so anyways, it comes to uh, Sunday night. You know, we're, we're getting close. He's like, I, I, I think I'm in. You know, J-Mac and Preston Lumen and some of his members who are down there have really pushed him hard. I think I'm in. So I text Hasselberg and those guys, and they go, there is no way he's in. He's not coming. And I'm like, no, no, I'm pretty sure that he's coming. Comes around Monday. The next day, I call him. He's like, is there still a chance? And we're flying out Tuesday morning. We're going <laughs> to. We're gonna be we're golfing Wednesday. We're flying. Out. There's still a chance. He says I got I got an option here. All right, I'm not gonna hold my breath. Whatever, whatever. Long story short, Jack didn't show up. We I, we just had seven. What's funny about this is I actually was doing this. I was watching the flights. I was monitoring. I was covering as many bases as I can. We're using different phones in different places for prices. I was because you told me about Big Brother, but yeah, uh, I, I really was trying to get there. And and with what was the last price you looked at before you said, "Why am I trying to do this? I got to save my marriage." Two sixty nine, I think it was. That isn't so bad. It wasn't bad. It was more to do with uh, cabin watch and some other you, things oh, going right. on. Oh, right, you got that going on. Yeah. And all these meetings. Yeah. What else do you have on your plate? How are you going to golf? I have a, I have a four-year-old daughter. And <laughs> you've got to get her to daycare, school next year, right? Yeah. Uh, no, one more. In the yeah. fall? One more. She's turning four soon. So One more and then school. We're not going to make the mistake that I made and go too early. <laughs> I, I was graduated when I was 17, so You have early. so much on your plate going on with that. But anyways, uh, 
I, we had a great time at the Waste Management, a lot better than a year ago. That was the heart attack incident. So this time we had a good time, and the golf was uh, because uh, we had seven. You know, it's hard, to, oh, it's hard to play any great games, Maggie, with seven. You know, and the first day we had 12. You know, Preston came and played and those guys. J-Mac never showed up. Don't worry, I missed it the whole time. Did you? I missed it. Do I wish you J- came. I'll see J-Mac in, uh, in Vegas. Oh, now you're going? To Vegas. Okay, but you're not going to Phoenix. No, no, no. So it's, so it's Vegas, Texas, and then open up here for you. Yes. No other trips this year planned? No, nothing. I might go to the Masters if I get, oh. get going, but I want to see Tiger defend. It'd be kind of fun. What do you think his chances are? Uh, I think he's going to win. You always say that. You said that for 10 years, and I always go to the, I think, Mickelson, but I'm not saying Mickelson anymore. I 100% think Tiger will win. Really? No doubt in my mind. He's just built for that golf course, you're saying? I think he's so geared up to win again, it's crazy. So his last place finish at Riviera means nothing to you? Uh, he had the stress of running that tournament. Yeah, that is. What is a host's responsibility, you think? I think it's quite a bit. I was uh, listening to Fred Couples, uh, his podcast or his, his radio, and uh, he was saying that he's never seen Tiger look so worn down and tired. Well, I just thought that once he got off to the bad start on Saturday, he just sits over. Because he yeah. was even par, and what is, I mean, the winning score was 10. Look at Adam Scott. He was four over at one point or something and ended up winning the tournament. I think it's hard for him at that point. I mean, he's not, he's not going to grind it out to finish 30th. Or, he, you know, he, I mean, it doesn't do any good for him. Right. You know? he, he said in an interview on Friday, well, I need a birdie, eagle, because I want to go birdie, eagle, birdie, start, and maybe something will happen. Well, yeah. he was three over at that point. He did chip in out of that bunker after chunking in the bunker. That was pretty fun. Was that for par? I didn't see it. It was for birdie still. Oh, it was a par five. Yeah, that was for was birdie. Was it like 17? Yep. So, oh. It's pretty awesome. I, I His did, reaction was perfect. I like, did of see course, that. Of course it went in. Let's get to the Minnesota section schedule. We only got a few minutes left here, Jack, before we got to turn the mics over to uh, some real professionals. Um, <laughs> have you had a chance to look over the Minnesota section so far? Yeah, the schedule? Yeah, the yes. schedule. Have, have you plotted out your course of action for the summer? A little bit. Yeah, I've looked at it for sure. Have you put down the Cragens Pro-Am that you're playing with Olivia Golf Club members? I, I hope to. Absolutely. Okay, because that yeah. needs to happen. I look I've forward already... to it. I, I need to play better. I played awful they last year. They didn't say that, but I think they thought it. I play, I topped it. I hit a couple of Hazel Rockets. You did I was, some Harold Varner, I was huh? so bad out there. And, uh, Were you I, nervous playing with my members? I must have been. <laughs> I think I was tired, perhaps. I have no you idea. You can't be nervous playing with that. No, I wasn't nervous, but I, I knew I wasn't playing well, and I, 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 my game was not right. I had, a, I had a really tough season last year, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for I this I didn't want season. to bring that up today. No, that's okay. But I'm excited I, I just, about it. I'm worried about you because I know you value your golf and you play well, and now you're adding a lot more things on your plate, and I know maybe you're thinking it's not a lot more, but... We've uh, talked about balance. My wife and I have a lot of conversations about balance and how to figure it out, and she's all for it, so that helps a ton. And, she's uh, very supportive And obviously, you. you know, as soon as winter goes away, Cabin Watch kind of goes away, and that gives me a little True. bit more time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. I really am. And, having, you know, honestly, I have a great staff, and that, that gives me a chance for sure. Okay, so were you part of the decision to move the state open? Uh, or had that already been made I, I, before no, you came no, part of the tournament? No, that happened before committee. I got there. Okay, so what? You're, give me your thoughts on that. Is that a change that you like to see? Because it moved up three weeks earlier than it has been, and it's not crowding the state amateur event. I think it'll help. I, it always felt so crowded through there, like we were just constantly playing golf. It was hard to get away because then you're getting away for a whole weekend. Obviously, for a professional to get away during the week is a lot easier. I think it might be difficult on the Rams. Truthfully, they have they jobs. Have jobs. You know, they have normal nine to five banker, you know, bankers hours. So I think it'll be tough that way. But I do think it'll relieve a little bit of stress of the weekend for sure. Are you exempt to the Royal Club? Absolutely not. 
So you and I have to qualify. The good news is I have a qualifier at the Pines at Grandview Lodge. I thought it was Preserve. No, it's Pines. On the 8th, right? It's going to be Pines, Marsh to Marsh. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> That's on the 8th, right? June 8th. It is. It's what the first one. At. I'm the not going to go to that one because I don't want to try to take spots from my friends. Okay. Is that fair? No, come on over. No. 72 Because you guys in. only have like four spots, 72. typically. Actually, I think it was six last time. It was that we had a ra- We had a, ra- a huge rain delay again where we had to come back a different day, and then it, it went down, but it was six. We usually get about 25, 30 people all from, you know, Alexandria and up north, basically. So okay, so you A couple and I, locals. Uh, I'm going to look at some others. I, I already scratched that day off, but that was supposed to be the Snowball Pro-Am on the 7th and the 8th. Okay. Um, that is that is dead. Okay. So it's now you can qualify on that day because I would have made you come down and play in the snowball. I'm trying to get to both, and you'd have been like, "How am I going to do this? <laughs> can we get a ten or a four p.m. I would start? switch spots for you just to come play in your snowball pro am. That's right. I, I, I know you would because I kind of force you into that, and well, I'm sorry I, to put that. But I would use the Phoenix episode. As a reason for you to there's come back some, and There's help some me. stuff you can still use against me, for sure. <laughs> I don't like to use too much stuff, but anyways, uh, anything else on the tournament schedule that's uh, jumping out at you or highlights or things that you like to see? I'm glad we moved to Rush Creek and moved dates on the Luther number two. That's happened since the last podcast. I'm excited about all of it. I, you know, there's nothing crazy under that. I mean, Summer Bee is one of my favorite places to play, so I'm excited about that event. Yep. I always, I just love going down there and playing. So you promoted Scotty to go take that job because you're like, yes, I want to get down there more. A little bit. He actually asked me, are you going to still visit me if I'm way down south? And I said, of course. Of course I'm not I am. Happy. I'm not happy with him. I told him, tell, tell B and Emil, his two kindergartners, that I'll see him at their graduation. Oh. And he, he I think he hung the phone up on oh, me. Wow. He wasn't, he was like, stop it. He's moving into your territory now. He's southern. Yep. He can be the southern director when he uh, has to rerun again. Somehow he's still able to play in the northern chapter open, though. Oh, well, you guys let me back in, I guess, because I grandfathered. We let anybody in. I was in. grandfathered in, and the NCO is the trip we take to Texas. So, anyways, uh, we're out of time here. Uh, we want to thank, again, Score North uh, Broadcast for letting us use their booth. Um, we're here at the golf show. Jack, you're going to be here right through Sunday. I'm sure you're part of Teardown, right? Absolutely. Please come so, and see us. Uh, yep, come see the Grandview booth. It's right across the road here from where we're broadcasting. And I uh, want to thank Maggie uh, for helping us out with getting this all set up. And um, we have a lot of people from SCORE here that really uh, stepped up and gave us this uh, opportunity to come in and uh, voice for the Minnesota PGA and the things that we're doing. Uh, I want to thank Dennis Peralt and uh, Green Image Golfscapes for being part of our deal. And, um, again, if you uh, have any communication things or anything that you want to see from the Minnesota section, Maggie's our person. Please get a hold of her. She's all over the Minnesota PGA website, and um, she will do anything she can to help you within reason. I don't want to put too much expectation on you. Within reason, I always end with. So, uh, again, want to thank everybody for listening. And, Jack, thank you for coming on. And, uh, picking up scotty slack thanks for having me always happy to help well we do appreciate that and i think we kind of assumed too much we just <laughs> assumed you were helping that's okay the pay is great <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna buy you a cup of coffee there you go on the outside so anyways that's uh, i'm greg snow signing off here at uh, the minneapolis convention center have a great day everybody